we are back after a couple of months, I guess. Time off. Yeah. Break. Yeah, you're like, you know, we recorded a ton of podcasts. We need a break. <laughs> we did four whole podcasts over the span of like four months. Is That's it, too much. Is it bad that I was going to say three? Yes, we definitely did four. <laughs> this is episode five. Oh, man. So bad. Yeah. Well, that's all right. All right. Well, we're, we're so sorry for the break, everyone. As you know, uh, nothing's going on in the world, so um, we have no excuse for not being here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our, uh, our one devoted listener uh, has probably missed us. He's like, I think they, they, they passed on. Nope, we're still here. Can't get rid of us that easy. <laughs> yep. Just had some uh, life changes and big things mm-hmm. happening. We actually had work going on, so. Yeah, and uh, Aaron can't tell us a lot about it, but Aaron had a career change in the midst of all this. Uh, yes. What can you tell us, Aaron? Well, I can say, uh, I mean, I can I can share all of it. I just not any specifics about who we work with or anything. Um, yeah, I left, I left the old uh, Magnet Mod. Wow, it's not that old. And um, no, 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 no. Yeah, pretty the young magnet mod. Yes. And uh, initially, the the plan was kind of to do my own thing, which I, I sort of still am. But uh, I essentially just had enough freelance stuff coming in, and enough brand work I was doing, as well as you know, like second shooting for weddings and taking some us uh, every so often on my own. That I was just at the point where working full time was taking up too much time, and I was having to turn stuff away. So I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe I'll just go do my own thing as you know kind of scary as that can be and free up my time like be in control of my time and then you know do that so i did that for a little bit um but one of the uh guys that was giving me a lot of the brand work uh just decided he's like hey maybe we should just make a company out of this we seem to be doing so well and a lot of people are signing up we're getting a lot of word of mouth referrals and we started bringing some other people in to do different aspects of the business so yeah, just kind of we decided, hey, let's you know, let's just launch this thing. Uh, let's try it out, see what happens, and so it's essentially marketing with a twist. We do the marketing for other companies, so we we do everything in house. We do like retention, we do creative, uh, and even like social media management because we have a super famous TikTok star that works with us. Oh yeah, Scotty Hubs. Oh, I know Scotty Hubs. <laughs> yeah, the old Scotty Hubs. Um, so yeah, so we're we're doing that. Well, people don't really know Scotty Hubs. They know Gracie. That's who they know. That's true. But his name is on it. And yes. if he threw Gracie in a phone in a room, nothing would happen. So Yeah, yeah. Uh despite how good he makes it look. But he's he's like uh it's like Garfield, right? You know? Garfield's the main thing. It's it's the <laughs> owner is also a side character in Garfield's story. Uh right. poor Scotty is is John Arbuckle. Scott, if you're listening, I'm sorry to, to compare you to one of the worst all time pet owners in, in comic book history. But uh yeah. Uh anyway, I have seen a lot of the work that Aaron does. Every time something's posted on TikTok, I get a private message from Aaron saying, Yo, check this out, and I immediately love it. There was one yeah. if you ever you ever want to see Aaron's hands shaving a balloon? Uh, you can find that on TikTok. <laughs> no, I, d- I didn't actually shave the balloon. I I lathered the soap. That's oh, what it was. Who shaved the balloon? Whose hand oh, is Scott shaved? Did. Oh, his, Scott, his hand. Yeah. Does he have prettier hands than you? I mean, he might. He actually he cut himself that day. Um, oh, really? I, th- I think it might have been right after that. But man, but that's that's why I had to lather the soap. 
Oh, because he was uh, he was bloody everywhere. Just not <laughs> yeah. not the look you're going for as a razor blade brand. <laughs> no, like, hey, yeah, use these. They're totally safe. Ignore the, <laughs> the gaping cut on my finger. That's from something else. OK, <laughs> yeah, I, I bit it. I was eating a cookie. I went too fast. Yeah. Well, congratulations, dude, on the new job. I know it's something that you love and you get to create um, in the middle of the night when everyone's sleeping, which is weird. Um, but I love getting text <laughs> messages at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, one o'clock at night. And, uh, just, Hey, check this out. Hey, check this out. Look what I did with this. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it's very, very exciting. So I'm, I'm very happy for you. Oh, thank you. And sorry for sending all of it late. I, you're my, my first sounding board usually. Cause everybody else here is asleep. I'm awake. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm like, it's two o'clock. It's Dan awake. Yeah. He's probably up. <laughs> and sometimes I'm not, and then I'll get him in the morning, and I'm like, oh, poor Aaron, he sent three texts, and he must think I'm ignoring him. I just, no. every once in a while, the old guy's got to get some shut-eye early. Yep. Nope, I never never think there's ignoring. I just send him anyways. I'm like, yeah, he'll see it at some point. He'll see it. <laughs> well, that's really awesome. Well, uh, not as big news, but certainly big for me. Uh, during the break, I became an R5 owner and uh canon r5 and i sold my five sold my 5d mark IV, which honestly i didn't think i'd get that emotional about until it left and then i was very very sad uh because it's my first like the ADD is what i started with but uh the 5d is what i first got like paid work with and did a bunch of shoots with and so it feels like part of my origin story and maybe if um in a different world where uh, I didn't need to sell the body of one camera to get the next one. I would have kept it and put it on a shelf somewhere and like remember when type of thing. But yeah, I sold it to another photographer here in Tucson, Arizona, where we live. And I was very ha- happy to sell it to her and she's going to use it a lot. And uh, But yeah, as, as it drove away, I was kind of sad. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. No <laughs> one warned me that I would be sad to see a, a camera go. At least you can go visit. Yeah, I can. I hate <laughs> Can I come visit the 5D? No, you visited last month. Leave us alone. <laughs> well, but how's the shutter count? Have you checked it lately? <laughs> I did have to figure out how to do a shutter count, which I had never done. And I think I texted you and I'm like, dude, how do I do a shutter count? And you sent me a link and, yep. and that was the end of the story. Uh, the reason, what's funny is the reason she ended up going with mine is because mine, I think it was either me or Timothy. And uh, as you might imagine, our friend Timothy, who's an excellent photographer, but a wedding photographer, and uh, his shutter count, lots higher than mine, (laughs) which (laughs) makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, I mean, he's shot weddings and seniors and eternity shoots and all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah, he does a lot of stuff. So it makes sense that he would have more shutter count so sorry timothy he ended up selling his too so i don't feel bad but uh yeah she she was waiting for my shutter count before she decided yeah well that's good glad you sold it yeah so now i have an eos r and an eos r5 yep how uh so how do you feel about the r5 so far did i under or oversell it um, so there's, uh, there's a couple things. One, I will say that in the, the few weeks that I've owned it, I have not put it through its paces yet, like a hundred percent. Um, I've taken some photos with it that I've edited and I've taken some video that I've edited, but I, I really haven't. I mean, I don't even have any custom control set up yet. That's, that's, wow. <laughs> that's how little time I've spent with it. Um, I don't think you oversold it at all. Um, there was a time when I rented a, 
uh, one DX Mark II and went on a trip and I did lots of video. And I just remember when I had that 1080, 120 and was able to kind of use that and uh, how it still used the autofocus, just how just how great that footage looked. And I had just forgotten because it had been several years since I had, had borrowed the the 1DX. Sorry, I had rented it from Lens Rentals, actually. Not sponsored, mm-hmm. but they're good people. Um, yes, but if you need a referral code, there will be one in the show notes. Oh, yeah. One for Tremblay. <laughs> Yes. Uh, anyhow, yeah, I just forgot how good that footage looks. So I did a couple of things in slow-mo, even just really basic stuff. Um, we, we had, uh, we had, we catered in Chipotle for something and I had someone like pour the cheese and I did it in slow-mo and all these like flecks of cheese coming down. I'm like, I am so hungry watching this. And, uh, it was just so good. It was, yeah, I, 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 I kind of get flustered talking about it because I'm so excited to take it on a trip or something to really spend some time with it and, and get to know it better. Uh, but so far, I'm absolutely in love. I have zero regrets uh, other than they're out of two things that I want to buy to accessorize. And one of those is the lens adapter to EF lenses. They're just fresh out of those. So it's back ordered mm-hmm. on everything. And then I had actually saved up a, a mixture of of uh, credit card points and, and some gift cards to be able to purchase um, the 28 to 70 F2. And you could not find one of those anywhere. And so that's the only bummer I, I'm experiencing so far. But I, I've seen images from that 28 to 70 F2, and I've just been blown away at, at how good it, that lens in particular looks. And it, it solves a, a definite need for my photography. And yeah, so I'm excited to get to know my camera further and, and accessorize it a little bit more. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. It's uh, I have a extra like renewed enjoyment for it since the latest firmware came out because they added C-Log 3, um, but then also the 1080-120, which means that um, I get to use that more at weddings. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of most of the weddings I shoot for Carl, who was on a couple podcasts ago. We love Carl. Um, yep. Those are uh, typically 1080. Not a lot of weddings do 4K. Um, it also kind of doesn't make a lot of sense unless somebody wants to really pay for that future proofing just because it's so much more in storage and processing oh. power and all that. So I recently did a school play and they wanted it in 4K and um, I ended up separating the edit into two parts, act one and act two. And each one, the exported file was before I read it through compressor was almost 300 gigs each. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, all right. Well, how long were the acts? Um, I think the first one was like 50 minutes, and the second one was a l- little bit longer. I think it was like almost an hour. Wow. So, and then when you run it through compressor, it's still like 15 gigs um, for like video sharing ones. That's what I usually use when I upload it and send it to the client. So I actually had to dumb it down to 1080, send it to the client, just, hey, could you approve this? I'll I'll post it in 4K, but it makes no sense to to send it to you when uh when i'll have to wait four hours for a 15 gig file to upload to my dropbox Mm -hmm. and then there's two of them so yeah yeah anyhow i'm sure there's better solutions out there and if you know them people uh drop into our our dm slide into them if you will and uh let me know but if you say if you say get sony uh you'll be banned (laughs) <laughs> we still love sony users yeah we're just waiting for them to back up the money truck like they do to fro you know i know jared pone's getting that sony money he is always talking about it <laughs> yeah well he gets he gets a lot of stuff from canon too so i think they all like him 
Except for Nikon. <laughs> well, he's been crapping on Nikon lately, but uh, I will say his criticism is fair. Yeah. Yep. But uh, so you're normally the prepared one and I'm the off the cuff one. I'm sure you had some things that you thought of you're, you wanted to discuss today. What what is on on Aaron's list? I mean, I've got I got a couple things. OK. Um, one of them is so I've, I because of going on my own and uh, doing a little more freelance work and then, you know, joining this new company, um, I needed to upgrade my computer because for the longest time I was using a uh, computer supplied by my last job. And then uh, the com- personal computer I had uh, was just a 2015 21 inch iMac, one of the mm-hmm. original 21 inch retina 4ks yeah and uh the poor thing is not keeping up and it ha- well it, it wasn't able to keep up uh, especially since i had switched over using adobe stuff adobe stuff runs a bit slower on mac um than final cut and i was i'm so in the adobe arena now with premiere and edition and encoder and yeah all, all of their stuff um they backed up their money truck yeah <laughs> I tried going back to Final Cut a little for a little bit, um, kind of like Maddie uh, has gone back and forth a couple times, but there's just a few things I, I didn't like about it that I preferred in Premiere, so I, I just stuck with it. Anyways, um, I needed a new computer, and lucky for me, Apple had just released some exciting new uh, computers, the M1 line of their Macs, their initial couple of Macs at least. Yeah. Uh, so I got the M1 Mac Mini uh, a few weeks after actually buying my wife a M1 MacBook Air for some uh, school she's going back to. Yeah, so figured we'd chat a little bit about the M1 Max, and I can kind of tell you my my experience with it, and you can tell me what you feel uh, about M1 and uh, future of Apple Silicon. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about some of it. Um, I will say those are the ugliest iMacs I've seen in a long time, and I would not <laughs> put one of those in in my house or anywhere I worked because they are disgusting. <laughs> But I'm sure they run nice. I'm sure they do. And so I was listening to somebody, I can't remember, I think it was a YouTube channel called Apple Explained, and they talked about why it's so ugly. Apple designed it the way they did. Because Johnny Ives gone? Well, yeah, part of that. I'm sure part of that is true. But if you look at all of the iMacs and all of the Macs before the like black bezel um, silver iMacs, they all mm-hmm. had white bezels. Well, and actually they're not, they're not white. They're a very light gray. So it's supposed to blend in with the surroundings a little bit more. Basically, mm-hmm. the the target person for the M1 Mac is not a pro user. So somebody like us who's going to be doing video editing, maybe would be working in a darker room or maybe later into the night, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Our surrounding is going to be darker naturally. Ah. But for somebody like the M1 Mac might go like, say, in an office building. Not an office I work at. <laughs> well, it's going to go for a lot of people who work like day jobs, you know, and mm-hmm. so they want something that blended in with the surroundings a little bit more. And that's where the light gray kind of neutral bezels came from. Yeah. And the uh, no branding on the front. I'm okay with a no branding on the, on the chin, right? That's what they're yeah. calling it. The chin. Mm-hmm. It is just the ugliest. I mean, and the colors. And here's the thing. Why aren't we making black and everything? Why isn't black an option for every single thing that you make? I don't get it. It's like, hello, it's Easter. Here's an <laughs> iMac. <laughs> The only one that's not really non-offensive is the white one, but then you're like, I don't know. I don't like the white bezel. I get what you're saying about why. Yeah. Um, no one's asking for a thinner computer. Get rid of the chin. Mm-hmm. Uh, make it thicker and get rid of the chin. I don't need a thinner screen. No one's asking for that. It's not like I throw it under my sh- my arm and take it to Starbucks. Like, right. 
Why does it need to be thinner or lighter? It's just going to sit on my desk from the day I buy it till the day it dies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just, a, it, that's such a weird thing to me. They're like, we made it thinner. And I'm like, why? Who asked you to do that? But literally <laughs> who, who? I want names. I want names of people who said, you know, it'd be nice if it was thinner. Yeah. It's so thin. We have to put the headphone jack on the side because it would puncture the screen. Yes, exactly. I'm like, well, that's a sign that you're doing it wrong. But I do actually, the as a design, I do like the the uh, headphone jack on the side. Oh, yeah. It's a pain to get to. On I the was back. sad about the, uh, this is a little off subject, but the iPad Pro is not having the camera. So my camera's here. I'm on the iPad. It's off to the left. I want it. Yeah up here right there oh yeah right yeah. centered yeah because starting in 2020 the world went virtual and so who's not doing zoom meetings or facetime meetings over their phone or their yeah. ipad and stuff so i was sad they didn't give you a second option or even that being the option for where your camera is i don't know many people who hold their um their ipad upright for a zoom style meeting i the only people that hold their ipad upright is um uncle bob aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpas at weddings that yeah. are in the aisle trying to take pictures. It's funny you say that tonight I was running audio and uh, streaming a choir concert. And in, in the middle of it, I see these people and some of them I know. Um, so I'm going to be very careful. They're filming with their phones. I'm like, well, it's, it's streaming. Why, why not just sit there and enjoy the concert? You can look at the link after like, why are you, you're like, you know what? Someone might want to know what it's like to sit in the 27th row behind some kids that have funny hair. Uh, let me film from this perspective. <laughs> it's probably because it's it's we're just kind of coming out of this pandemic, hopefully like getting back to normal soon. Yeah. So and this you said this is one of the first like in-person concerts. It's, that they it was did, the, right? Yeah, they, they had done a bunch of virtual ones and this is the first in person. So I'm thinking, oh, well, everything's streamed nowadays. So you got to know that there's going to be video that exists of this somewhere. Well, they just wanted to do a, a throwback like when you would go to concerts two years ago and film everything. You put 15 second blown out audio Instagram stories up and nobody would watch them. Yeah, including yeah. you. No, for sure. Uh, I mean, I have video from and and your your daughter's still young yet, but like when my daughter's in kindergarten, her class sang a song and my daughter, the only reason why it's notable is cuz my daughter looked at me angry because we were filming it and didn't sing the whole time. <laughs> but for like 90% of those families, I'm like, who's going to go back and watch that? And you're like, oh, remember that time Amelia sang the, the you know, baby shark song at the, the first grade assembly? Half the time people don't go back and watch that stuff. Or nope. uh, these people that document every moment of their kid's soccer game. You're like, are you going to go back and, and watch all that? Where do, what are you doing with all this video and video files? I don't know. I don't get it. They're just taking up iCloud storage or. Yeah. No, no Where, wherever they store it, Google Photos. But I'm just a grumpy old man sometimes when I think about those things. <laughs> uh, yeah. My phone is mo mostly a screenshot machine. I screenshot a funny meme and I send it to somebody. And yep. uh, yeah, I did I did take a picture on Lightroom today of a saguaro cactus because it was Whoa. beautiful. Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. I was out, I was out, I'm going to show it to you. And this is really good radio for people at home. Oh, yeah. A little, little Lightroom edit there, but I was out there on the golf course and I said, boy, that saguaro looks fancy. I'm going to take a picture of it. And I did. Well, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, sh we'll post that on the Instagram podcast or oh, yeah. podcasts, Instagram. There I'll, I'll text it to you right now. So you have it. Yes. There's the saguaro cactus. Cause we live in the desert. Speaking, speaking of new Apple things, this is kind of 
uh, random, but I, I got this new um, iPad and it's got the Apple Pencil 2 support. And uh, when you, I, I tap things because I'm a drummer and that's what I do. It's a, it's a, it's a disease. So on this new, the Apple Pencil Gen 2, when you double tap the side, it changes modes between, you know, pencil and eraser. Yes, I so know. I'm making notes. I'm making notes as we go here, and uh, I keep accidentally erasing stuff. Oh, because you're you're double tapping. I, well, because I tap, I just subconsciously, I'm always like tapping on stuff. Don't even notice it. Yeah, you yep. can turn that off in settings, you know. Oh, I know that, but I thought, oh, it's kind of cool. <laughs> I'm gonna leave this. No, it is nice when you're like writing stuff down, and you're like, oh, that. The, what is that? Who taught me how to write? Man, where do I? Where do we leave off about the M1? I think we got sidetracked. We got sidetracked because how ugly the imacs are the imac that's right so here's the thing i don't have much uh experience with the m1 yet there's some things that i do in my tech job that the m1 uh mac mini can't yet do but will do someday um one of those is multiple screens um and so it does it does multiple screens uh, i need four and it doesn't do four no I know what you're thinking. Challenge accepted. I see it in your (laughs) eye. I see it in your eye. (laughs) No, now I got to know. I I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, it supports two screens. And not that uh, I need four, but no. Well, so we use a a software at at church where I work in. um, It's called ProPresenter. And so not only does it send um, it has a screen for our iMac, it has a screen for our projector that that shows us shows the congregation lyrics or verses or notes or whatever. It has a confidence monitor for the back so that the people singing can see not only the verse that they're singing, but the next set of lines. And then it does lower thirds over our stream, which is sent out in two signals. So it sends out four signals in addition to the iMac itself. So it's a total of five. Anyhow, there's an external card that works with that. And currently... Um, the M1 didn't support it until today. Uh Uh-huh. And I got a, I got a text message from a friend of mine who was building, uh, a, a really cool looking and we can, maybe we can post this as a secondary picture in our thing, but a, a Mac one, a Mac mini M1, um, in a rack mount case. And then all of the connections will be out the back, but it'll, it's rack mountable and it's uh, fan cooled so that the yeah. external like PCI cards that you see here don't overheat it. Nice. So, yeah, it's really cool. Um, and anyhow, it's it's really cool what they're doing with it. And it's it's like the iPad where um, the last couple of generations of iPad have been so powerful. It's like what you, you got to try and find a way to bog it down somehow. And it's it's really hard. I haven't found anything that it can't do for me. And in fact, with the adapter, I can plug Ethernet into it and not have Wi-Fi. And I'm just like, man, it, I just never would have thought that iPads would get to this technology where it's they started off as really, truly a companion device to a computer and a phone. It's like the bridge between the two. And now um, you could conceivably go on a trip with just an iPad and not have to take a computer and be able to, to store stuff on it if you wanted to or um, you know, be able to email or whatever you needed to do while you're on a trip. For the most part, you'd be able to do it on an iPad, which is pretty cool. Yep. All that to say, guys, I know out there that not everyone is an Apple user. We are Apple fanboys. We both did work at the Apple store here in our local town. We were Apple geniuses. 
That's right. We were uh, we were of above average intelligence, and so yeah. So forgive us. Um, I wouldn't know what to do with a PC, but I know I have plenty of friends who use it, uh, love it. They think that it's very powerful and works for their needs. And uh, the ultimate, whether it be a camera or a computer, is whatever fits your needs and what you're doing with it. That's awesome. Funny enough, um, if I were to go over to a PC and use Premiere, it actually wouldn't be any different. No, but I, I things I miss would be like AirDrop and iMessage, oh, yeah. and there's just like a handful of things I use on a daily basis that I'd be like, and then now how do I do this? You know? <laughs> yep. No, don't get me wrong. I, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. But if I had to edit <laughs> on a PC, I would at least be In okay. some situation where someone broke into your home and they're like, we want you to edit a video on this. And then, you know, guns to your head. And you're like, I guess. All right, guys. Luckily, I know how to use Premiere. <laughs> well, so I I do have a bit of experience since I got... We actually have two M1 Macs in this house now. We have the, the MacBook Air. And then um, I, I got the M1 Mac Mini. And then this nice um, editing display from BenQ. I did kind of a test to see the difference, like practical difference in video rendering. Mm-hmm. So I took a, a full-sized AK clip um from my r5 i took a i think i just took a minute clip out in my backyard now before it overheated sure (laughs) it wasn't even close uh took a minute clip and then i just stuck it in premiere on both a 15 inch macbook pro 2018 like maxed out had the top everything um except for storage i think but yeah 32 gigs of ram it had the video card in it the integrated graphics card you know, fastest processor in it, all that stuff. Put it in there and I rendered it out on that 15-inch MacBook Pro and then I rendered it out on this M1 Mac Mini, both in Premiere. I think I put the the utility LUT on it, the Rec. 709, because I shot it in log. Um, and I timed them both. And it took uh, almost 40 minutes on the 15-inch MacBook Pro to render it out with the uh, adjustment layer and everything on there. 40 minutes to render a one-minute clip. Wow. Of, a, of AK footage. And I didn't transcode it or anything, so it was the Canon, the heavy Canon codex. And then I did it on this M1 Mac Mini, and it took 10 minutes. So it was four times as fast. Wow. And in a business like this, where, where time is money, where people want a fast turnaround, taking something like, uh, you know, rendering or exporting and getting four times faster is certainly uh, worth upgrading to. Yep. I wonder, yep. I wonder how much it would difference it would be in Final Cut. I'm sure it'd be massive. Um, I should have, I should have tested it in Final Cut, but I didn't have Final Cut on that MacBook Pro. So yeah, that's interesting. I'm, I'm very excited about it. I still have my uh, 2019 MacBook Pro. I don't uh, maxed out. Um, I think I maxed out the storage too. Here's a weird thing. Um, one of my uh, Thunderbolt parts. Uh, continues to die. This is now the third time I'll take it in for a third replacement of that Uh-oh. part. And I asked our friend who used to work there uh, and and recently left. I said, am, "Am I in crew territory or what?" And he had no. He goes, "No, one more time." And I'm like, "One more time." Uh, and for those of you who don't know what that means, is um, crew stands for uh, I don't remember, but it's basically Cust- customer replacement unit. Is that what it is? Yeah. Boy, yep. I thought it was something way more exciting than that. And basically, <laughs> if if you bring your computer in for the same garbage a handful of times, I think it's four now, is according to our friend, uh, they just give you the newest version of that same computer yep. rather than making you 
take that uh, another version of the repaired one. So interestingly enough, the first time it went out, it, it got repaired. They gave it back to me and they didn't do the thing where they turned it on before I left. I got all the way back home. It wouldn't turn on. And then I gave it to them. I'm like, oh, it won't turn on. I guess we're going to send it to Depot now. And Depot is, uh, if you didn't know, the Apple store will re- send it, it off to a place where they, they do repairs all day long. And so they sent it there. They replaced every single part inside the computer and then sent it back. And then they're like, it works now. I'm like, okay. So since then, twice, it has not powered up. And then now the back left uh, Thunderbolt port, you can't plug in power to it. It won't charge. You can't plug mm. it like a, a USB drive or SD card reader, nothing. It's very sad, Aaron. That sounds sad. What else do you want to talk about, Aaron? I mean, that was, I, I had in here the Sony A1 too, but. Oh, yeah. I will say the thing about Sony that I like is they don't seem deterred by the other people catching up or um, improving their mirrorless options. They seem like they're just they're on a track and they it doesn't matter what other people do. They're just going to keep on their their line, which is cool. I like that because it seems like Canon's like, oh, we need to catch up and, and get a mirrorless version of every kind of camera we make out there. Like, you know, they had everything from uh, 5D, 6D, 7D, all those, you know, ones, 5DS, all those ones that are for specific types of photographers. And they're, they're releasing a bunch out right now. And then uh, Nikon has just been like, what do you guys want? We'll make that. Just tell us what it is. Okay. And, and so they're not quite, they're not quite there yet, but Sony just has a business plan that is undeterred by its competitors. I, I do respect that. I do think that uh, the Canon glass really sets it apart and I just, uh, their autofocus is awesome and it's really cool, but I, I have a lot of respect for Sony. I, uh, even though I'm not a Sony user. So what, what about you, Aaron? What do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I, it's not a bad camera, but I, the hard part is, is I don't think there exists a bad camera these days. Um, except for maybe that Sigma thing they tried to make the FP. Oh yeah. But yeah, it's just hard to find a bad camera. I mean, it, it's going to work for somebody. And also, you know, we always say this and we, we talk about gear a lot on here, so it kind of matters to us, but we're just, we'd like to learn about it and talk about it because we're, you know, nerds with that stuff. But yeah, it, it really, when you're working for a client or you're delivering like a wedding or something, it, they never ask what camera you used or like what your settings were. If you, if you crank the shutter or if you use, you know, Final Cut or Premiere, like none of that matters. It's it's just the final result. It's what's coming out of it. So, oh, yeah. So really the tools and the, the gear stuff is only things that we talk about. But it's, you know, it's fun to to see people push the boundaries. And I the most important thing is it's almost like the the Apple and Android and Mac and PC thing is one may not exist without the other. Um, or they, they may not be as good as they are today if there wasn't competition. So uh, when Sony puts out something awesome, I'm just excited for the next thing Canon puts out because it's they're going to try and beat it. Yeah. And then it's just it's just kind of a cycle that keeps going. So I don't ever see them as, as a bad thing. Um, one thing that is kind of funny to me, this is a side note, I saw somebody on my post on my Facebook. They're like, man, the autofocus on the A7S three is so amazing. Check it out. It tracked this guy's eye. Even when somebody walked in front, it still tracked his eye. And so I watched the video. He did it. He like recorded the screen with his phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the guy in frame, first off, like he was like maybe waist up in frame. So it was fairly tight. Yeah. It didn't have his eye. It didn't catch his eye. 
he had to actually tap on his face for it to go, oh, okay, you want me to keep on his eye. Whereas my R5 from further away than that grabs onto people's eyes, if not just their face. Yeah. Um, so we had to actually tap it to get eye autofocus for one. But then also I watched the person walk in front of it and the camera hunted focus away and it tracked the person walking in front. And then it took another second to go back Oh. and go oh yeah i was focusing on this guy so i found it kind of funny i was like oh you're saying it focused on his eye and kept focus even when somebody walked in front it actually didn't it hunted focus and it it dropped that person yeah and they passed by pretty quick now granted he can change his settings his focus settings to not do that he can tell the camera hey don't if you see something go in front of the frame don't be in a rush to change focus keep on your target, you know, wait a couple of seconds, just like you can on, you can do that on Canon and Sony both. So a little setting change would have actually made it even better for him. But uh, yeah, it was just, it was funny to me. That is funny. We're all partial to our own brands. Right. And so yeah. I think we all kind of go, Hey, I'm blown away at the thing that I invested in. And, <laughs> and it's like, well, sure. Of course you are. Yeah. Um, so uh, we have a mutual friend uh, named Dave Grinney. Now, you know, Dave Grinney, right? You remember yep. him? Uh, Dave Grinney, if you're in Tucson, if you're a Tucson listener, channel nine, channel four, occasionally 13, but just mostly channel nine and occasionally those other channels every night at 10 o'clock. And here's a picture of the beautiful sunset sent to us by David Grinney. And, uh, he, he's out there. He's got this special spot. I know where the spot is. Uh, and he's like, only I have permission to park there. Well, that might not be true, but he thinks it's true. I love him. And it's just an Albertson's parking lot or something, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a place where if you lived in the neighborhood, you're like, I'm going to go take a picture of the sunset. I'm going to go there. And like, that's, that's kind of how I would think anyway. So he's been taking these sunset photos for years. Now, uh, he also takes real estate photography and he, about three years ago, I said, Dave, you really got to learn how to shoot raw. It's going to save you time and editing when, when you get into post-production and, and, and Lightroom. And so he started to do that. His picture started to look better. He, I've been telling him he needs to buy a new camera. I looked it up because I wanted to be sure he had the Canon EOS 20DA. Oh, which was released on June 1st, 2005. It has, <laughs> by his recollection, over 500,000 shutter click on it. Whoa. He's had to have it serviced once, but only once in that 16 years he's owned it. Wait, serviced or a shutter replaced? No, no, no. Just serviced. Not even a Whoa. shutter replaced. So it, it's Dang. it's now way further beyond what Canon said it would last, which is kind of crazy. And, and so he, he had been looking for about the last six months at the R6, the Canon R6. And I let him borrow my EOS R with a 16 to 35, and he was kind of blown away by how wide it was. And it's because he had a crop sensor camera. And and so even he had wide lenses, they weren't that wide. So he went ahead and, and about a month ago, pulled the trigger on the R6. And uh, just, just knowing Dave, we bought him a, a computer one time. Um, we helped him upgrade his computer. And... He still used his old MacBook for like the next year because he's like, well, I, all my files are on it. And <laughs> so you're like, Dave, you have this brand new computer. You need to be using it, dude. So he now uses that computer. So he sent me a picture of the camera still in the box. And I'm like, this can't be like your computer, man. You can't let that sit in the box for six months before you start using it. I'm going to get so mad. And so I made him bring it to, to the office and we started messing around with it. And as he's 
been messing around with it. One of the one of the funniest things is he's he never would get ISO over four hundred because mm-hmm. then it would start to get grainy. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he's like he's like uh he asked me about some pictures i took and he's like well what what iso was this and and i on one of them it was like pretty high it was like i don't know i want to say like eight thousand or something it was it was way up there and he goes really and it looks like that and i'm like well technology has changed since 2005 dave anyhow he went outside in his backyard and in, in uh at nighttime and just tried to take a picture of a bird feeder that he had with only the porch light and was blown away by the clarity at like <laughs> 6400 iso or something mm-hmm. and i'm like it, it can go higher than that and still be look really good and he's like i don't know i don't want to get much higher than that I'm like it can it you know and so the addition of full frame mirrorless and and all those things he's just kind of blown away and and we were talking about the other day and i said it's like this is like upgrading from a bicycle with a broken wheel to a rolls royce man there's just too much of a difference now like it's gonna take you a while to get used to it i said but it it seems like to me as you're bracketing together photos in in photoshop or lightroom or whatever it's gonna take you a lot less time and so uh yeah I, i all that to say um, the gear doesn't matter. He was getting by and making a living and being well known as a, a photographer in town mm-hmm. on a 16 year old camera. And now were all the pictures fantastic out of there. No, but who's going to notice people, uh, you know, almost on a weekly basis would be commenting on photos. He took, you need to make a book. I would buy a book. I want a painting of your pictures. And, and, um, uh, so when we talk about how, uh, we love gear, and we love new gear, but gear doesn't matter. Whatever you have in your hands is the best camera available to you. And the important part is that you just kind of go out there and get better at, at taking photos and put stuff out there for people to see and, and take a look at. Mm-hmm. And I, I looked up really quick the 20D, uh, yeah. the ISO went up to 1600 and you could <laughs> expand it to 3200. <laughs> oh my can you imagine i shoot video at 6400 without even blinking oh yeah <laughs> on that yeah so can't I, imagine i had taken a picture um of our friend lyle when he was uh getting ordained and i it, it, or the in that room it was pretty dark and so i had to i had the iso pretty high and he just was mm-hmm. blown away that it didn't look like swiss cheese and that was just because He's used to the 20 DEA or whatever it is. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty wild. I mean, to be fair, I think the, f- the highest um, ISO that film ever reached, like film cameras, I yeah. I think was 3200. Yeah. That sounds right to me. But, but I mean, I, I could be wrong. And I'm sure that looked like Swiss cheese. Yeah. When you processed it. So to have a camera that can go to hundreds of thousands of ISO, I mean, there's cameras that go into the millions that are like, mm-hmm. you know, security cameras and stuff like that. Yeah. They can basically see in, see in the dark. So it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Soon cameras will be able to out resolve us very shortly. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll see better than the human eye does in most, most situations. Cool. Well, um, I think uh, this might be a nice little place to stop for our, our episode back. It's been a while. Yeah. Had a couple of stories to share, a couple of small things to talk about. So, yeah. Well, we'll we promise to get more, more regular. We're going to take yes. the proper medicine and, and get regular again. We're going to put some fiber in this podcast. Yeah, we're going to. And uh, we'll be we'll be with you. And we hope to have more guests. Uh, you know, yes. here's the thing. We're nobody. Uh, 
um, Aaron's somebody. I'm half of somebody. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, you know, between the two of us, we, we know my mom, Aaron's mom, and that's it. So we, we need some more guests. We had Carl on, who was awesome mm-hmm. guest and yep. uh, an amazing person. So we're, we're going to be looking for some more. We're going to challenge ourselves to, to reach out to people we know and, and get some more photo, video guests and nerds on, on the show with us. Yes, all, all for you are our loyal listeners. Yes, exactly. Get some, some people that are a little more fun to listen to and a little more knowledgeable. Hey, and I will just say, shout out to our friends, Micah and Lyle, who do listen and have uh, shot me a text about our podcast from time to time. Oh, well, nice. They never text me about it. Well, <laughs> you're not their friend anymore. So oh. <laughs> it's because I won't come and play drums for them. Yeah. Speaking of which, you want to come play, play drums for me? <laughs> Probably not. Oh, rude. I understand, though. If I if I'm not even playing for elements. Yeah, I get I it. Can't, I can't I can't go play for a, a competitor. Oh, competitor now. Is that I'm how kidding. it is? No, 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 no. <laughs> Anyhow, well, thanks for, for being with us, everybody. Uh, stay safe out there. And um, yeah, Aaron loves you. Yes, that I'm, is true. I'm fond of you. <laughs> well, yeah, well, uh, we'll talk again soon. And uh, until next time, I'm Aaron. And I'm Dan. And this has been the AV Room. Boom. Boom.